from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Evening listeners, welcome to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. Uh, episode 10 we're up to now, so a uh, quick thank you to everyone who's been listening and, um, yeah, really, really enjoying the uh, service with Brossy. Uh On those terms, mate, how are you going today? Yeah, well, thanks, mate. Thanks again for having me and, yeah, thanks everyone that's followed uh, into episode 10 already. So it's been a good run. And I know that you nabbed a few at odds last weekend, mate. Well done. You've been on fire. Yeah, really happy to find Kerr Real there at 15. Uh, Flemington from last weekend. Obviously, I just wasn't happy with what I saw first up. The horse obviously got held up a little bit and she over-raced. But uh, she certainly put it all together there last weekend at Flemington. And good good ride by Brett Preble as well, just letting the horse go. So I was really happy about that. And i uh, got a question for you, mate. Have you checked the uh, breeding of Elusive Jewel? Is there any Tom Melbourne there somewhere along the lines? She just loves finishing second every race. I shouldn't have said in the podcast about her getting in a photo finish because the exact thing happened, didn't it? It actually happened. I can't believe it. I think I jinxed it. But yeah, knocking on the door more than anything in Australia, far out. Just, I, yeah, it was very close. So, yeah, mate, I don't know when it's running again, but... You just got to go each way, don't you? Which I didn't do. Yeah, really crazy. The way that she sort of sprung up there beside Phillipsburg, thought it was race over, 100 to go, I was celebrating. And then, don't know, I don't know if it's a little bit of the horse not putting the race away or Phillipsburg, I know, is a bit of a fighter as well. So uh, it was a really uh, good race to watch. But obviously, yeah, mate, same here. I've been, I think that's three in a row now. I've tipped Elusive Jewel and uh, haven't got the chocolate. So I'm certainly going to think twice next time. Looking ahead to this weekend, mate, we're going to we're gonna cover the whole yeah. program at Eagle Farm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a big day. Littered with group races. I think there's uh, four group threes, three group ones, and a few group twos as well with a listed race to finish. So what a day's racing. Uh, I think the track's rated a soft six at the moment. Uh, what's the weather looking like up there? Beautiful today, mate. I was sitting in the sun earlier. Got a bit of a tan, so... Really good. It was, I've just come back from Rainbow Beach and it was really poor, but in terms of Brisbane, mate, today has been fine. So I think the tracks is going to be pretty good and it's supposed to be 24 and sunny on Saturday. So I think we'll be dealing with, with a much, much better track than what we would have had. Excellent to hear because uh, obviously um, last weekend, you know, the Doom meeting got called off and I think it was, they, were, they weren't able to throw another one in at Eagle Farm. They've got so many meetings there coming up. And also, um, you know, I think the track was rated a soft six this morning. So if you've had a good day out there today, not much predicted tomorrow on Saturday. We're in for such a good day's racing, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, the rail in the true position, you think it's going to be a fair day of racing, mate? I reckon so. And I think you're right about the track condition, mate. Uh, it'll just be on the verge of soft, but could even get into the good range. It should be, should be quite dry. Absolutely pumped up for it, mate. And I know, I know myself, I've got plenty of uh, – I've gone with value this weekend. I'm really giving every horse a chance. Um, I think that, you know, with these races so competitive, there's a bit of bit of meat on the bone for us as um, punters to try and find it. And I'm uh, 
certainly not afraid to throw a few out at odds in this podcast. So I'm hoping that you're in the same boat as me and um, really keen to get into it, mate. So we'll obviously start with race one, which is the Roses over 2,100 metres. It's a group two. Uh, current favourite is Barb Raider at $3.30. We've got Smirk in there at $8. El Savoir, 10 uh, Biscayne Bay and Festival Dancer at 11 Lavilli and uh, Gin Martini, 12 bucks. Stalking and a horse on a Yorkine on Chilco Lake there. Um, obviously, a really big field there with a little bit of pace in the race. Ocalani will go forward. Barb Raider, uh, Gin Martini should get a nice sit in behind. I think last time we spoke, mate, you were keen on stalking here. Are you sticking solid or are you changing things up this week? I do think Barb Raid is short enough. You go look at its weight, it's carrying 0.5 more coming off of Group 1. So I think most of these need to improve on ratings and don't really get in that well at the weights, if you consider. This is Barb Raider's race to lose with that in mind. I'm probably going to back that. With stalking, a bit of giving the track would have been handy. So I'm going to stick with Chilco Lake as well, mate. I'm going to back Barb Raider and Chilco Lake. Sprout Wings yesterday came out and won. So the form's been franked. It beat Sprout Wings last start. Gets off heavy decks, which it's been dealing with. So there's a big query there. But I'm happy to take the 16, mate. It's really progressive. I think it'll eat up the trip and just a bit of value about it. But Barb Raider just has to handle Eagle Farm and G. will take some holding out with those four lines around Glint of Hope, which should stand up in this field. What about you, mate? Sticking with the Martini? <laughs> I'm definitely having a little bit on Gin Martini at the uh, 12 and 350, but I do admit with the new barrier draw there that Barb Raider is very hard to beat from three. Um, obviously, if you take away the rim with 1,600-metre fail on a heavy 10, which was the queen of the turf, she's absolutely flying. And um, obviously, 2,000-metre lead-up already, which is ideal. Um, has the right draw, will our board, covers no ground, knows how to win, and goes all right on a soft track. So... If we are on that soft fire, but as we know, the Eagle Farm will be firm enough. And I think Barb Raider gets plenty of ticks. But I am happy to have a little spec on Gin Martini because she's just such a small filly with a massive heart. I think that's the best way to describe her. And you know you're going to get the best out of her. If she does run fifth or whatever here, you know you know she's going to uh, run fifth given everything she's got. Uh, that's what I like about a few horses. And same thing, she handles a soft track. She has a massive fitness belt underneath. You know, she's had the... 1816, 1850, which was meant to be 2000, 2400, 1800 again. And there's a little bit of a freshen up here now, thanks to that extra week we got. So the fitness belt's there. And um, I think that she's the right price there at the 12 and 350. But I absolutely think Barb Raider's going to be hard to beat. And just the other one who I'm interested in is uh, Belle Savoir. I mentioned it last week, but I've been keen on that horse for a while. And everything she does suggests 2000 meters plus because. She just seems to take so long to wind up. And when she does, she absolutely bolts through the line. And uh, late section will suggest she's going to be a, a 2,000, 2,200-meter horse. So pretty keen to see Bell Savoy there. But um, I'll probably play Jim Martini each way, mate. Uh, more the place because I think Barb Raid is hard to beat. Absolutely. And with Bell Savoy, like that you mentioned it because I'm a, I do enjoy my ratings. It's not everything with racing. There's so many variables, but... I think ratings do sort of tell you where they're at-ish in terms of how strong their races are. And Belle Savoie was quite up there in this field, not too far off Barb Raider. So 
I think that was the one that was definitely ratings wise going to give it a good crack, really progressive. And as you said, mate, going to relish the trip. So that wouldn't shock at all. And it's a pretty good price. Absolutely. And there's not many race meetings now on a Saturday, mate, where you get a get a race one like this. Extremely competitive. Group two to kick things off. Whole day in front of us. How good is that going to be? Um, now we've got a race two, which is the uh, Premier's Cup. 2,400 metre group three. Uh, Steel Prince from the Anthony and Sam Freeman yard. Favourite at $3.70. Flash R, $7. Uh, soprano, Supreme and Splendiferous. Stardome all around that $9 price. The Fearless one thirteen, um, a horse that I think is ridiculous odds here. Spirit Ridge seventeen and four sixty, and then getting out of some pretty large odds. Uh, the remainder of the field, the tempo is obviously going to come from our wide mate, Splendiferous and Spirit Ridge will cut straight across and they'll lead them up and run at a good tempo. Who do you see winning this one? I'm happy to be with two at odds. You did mention Spirit Ridge already, just that Sydney form. And I know it'll stand up here. It'll lead these up. Got to take one that maps well, and that's the spirit, and one that doesn't map well, but very progressive. Soprano Supreme. Excellent, mate. It's come overseas, and it's given Stardome a good old... How much is it going to improve off that first run overseas? And it only went down by half a length. So I just see that really uh, improving off that first up run, going in leaps and bounds here. It's already been well-backed. It's not easy to win from a wide draw in Eagle Farm. I know historically it isn't, but at that uh, double figures range, I think that's a really good chance in this race and it just looks the right kind of form. Nice and progressive. So Spirit Ridge for me and Soprano Supreme at those odds. I'm happy to take both of them. I do think still Prince deserved the win last start and it did rate well, but a bit hard to trust. What did you land on, mate? You won't believe it, mate, but I'm keen on Spirit Ridge as well. Uh, I, I don't mind the wide draw because I think that Spirit Ridge gets the card across from uh, Splendiferous just on the inside there, and I'm hoping that Splendiferous charges forward and Spirit Ridge gets that seat in behind a few of the slower horses in, in, in sort of behind them. But um, I just think, is this horse looking for 2,400 metres at this stage of his career? I think he's a seven-year-old now. Um, he's had his first two starts of this preparation were on proper heavy track, so... No result and certainly um, two forgive efforts based on that. And then the next two starts, he's sort of come into his gears. He's had two good, two very good 2,000 metre efforts on firm trucks. Hopefully there's a little bit of give in the ground here at Eagle Farm, which I think puts him into his perfect sort of rating, track rating. And I would just argue that no one in this field has done what he's done over his career. So, you know, the fact that we're getting 17 and 460 about him and I can have, you know, a bit more of the place at $4.50, for a horse that's going to go forward and try and run out a big trip, I think, you know, I'm really happy to play Spirit Ridge here. In saying that, your back horses like this, knowing that they can go too fast too early, and if they're not in the right frame of mind, you can they can throw your cash away pretty quickly. But just looking over the field, I'm not confident around anyone beating Spirit Ridge, so I thought, well, that's the way I'm going to go. So each way Spirit Ridge, and uh, I think Steel Prince put the writing on the wall last start. He's a proper stayer, and I thought it was really good effort there um, at Flemington that day over the 2,600. Fitness on board, and uh, firm truck will suit him down to the ground. So, Steel Prince, I mean, Spirit Ridge for me, and uh, Steel Prince the danger. The other thing with Spirit Ridge, it might as well be third up. You can forget the runs on the heavy, which it didn't go an inch on, and it's only missed the Quinella once, third up, and then one at the track and trip. And if you want to be looking at track and trip stats, Eagle Farm's the one, mate, because how many horses come here and don't handle it? So 
the amount of times you see things flop on the farm, go somewhere else and do better. So I think it's always so important to see if they've handled the track in, in, at Eagle Farm. We know how much it cops. It's racing better these days, but it's very handy when they can tick that box and Spirit Ridge is one out of one. Yeah, very quirky track, Eagle Farm. And um, I'm really happy to play Spirit Ridge and Gin Martini, as I said, in the first two races because I know that they're horses that absolutely give their all every time they're out there. So that's sort of the theme of the first two races for me. But race three, the Lord Mayor's Cup over 1,800 metres. It's a group three. Um, we've got Big Boy Roy there, favourite at 360. Hungry Heart, four bucks. Zaydani, $7.50. Colding, 10 uh, Korea Dearest, who I don't think is ever going to win another race, is sitting there about $12. Further back in Jukon, 13 and then out at some pretty large odds. Uh, not too much pace in the race. He'd probably suspect Big Boy Roy will lead him up, but probably gets his chance with no one uh, pressuring him. Who do you side with here? Never been one of mine, mate, but I'd be surprised if Hungry Heart doesn't win this by five, provided it handles the track, because... Forget the heavy runs. You go look at that last good run. It's four lengths off. Think it over, which is it should just annihilate this field. That kind of form. Big boy Roy's favourite at the moment. It's racing around Diamil, uh, beat Wheelhouse, around Boomtown Lass and Kisikano. What would think it over be five and a living breathing? I just think Hungry Heart should be belting these if it gets the good track it's looking for. And the query I said before is handling Eagle Farm. It's never seen the track. Four dollars though, I thought that was a ripper price. I can't find any form in this race that gets near that think it over form. That's the one. I mean, that's nearly the best form in Australia. So for me, mate, it was hungry heart by a long way, provided it handles the conditions. And Colding's ticked the one out of one box at the track. So that's not the worst if it finds its form. But for me, I'd be swapping hungry heart with big boy Roy. I think that form line's way stronger than Roy. What did you land on? Mate, people are going to think me and you sat down to do form together. And for those who don't know, uh, me and Bryce did not discuss races uh, we're about to speak about before the day. So, but anyway, I reckon Hungry Hearts really hard to beat here. And like you said, it's probably music to my ears to hear that it's not raining up there today because uh, she just doesn't run a drum on a wet track no matter where it is. And that's why I feel a bit sorry for connections uh, in recent times because the horse just hasn't been able to handle these wet trucks and I think the riding's on the wall there. They put put her out there in that 1,800-metre race against Zaki. You had to get the fitness up somehow. Now they get a race that really suits you with a firm track. Barrier 2, Willie Pike aboard, four bucks. Thanks for coming. Hard to beat on a firm deck. And I think the danger's going to be Big Boy Roy. Uh, reason being, especially if it's soft 5-6 for Big Boy Roy, but as I said, the tempo just seems to suit him. He'll be able to roll out in front, um, gets J-Mac aboard. He's a two-time fourth-up winner over his career. Arrives at the 1,800 metres off the perfect setup. 12, 13, 50, 1,600. Fourth up at 1,800. Nice slow progression. No speed inside, so I'll be able to shoot forward and it'll be J-Mac's to control. And we all know that J-Mac will give the horse every chance. So a little bit worried about Big Boy Roy, but I can see Hungry Heart just really steaming home over the top of him. And last prep, Hungry Heart. Finish it off, three runs on good tracks, was two and a half lengths off Private Eye and Epson, $8 SP. Missed by half a length against Colette, $9.50 SP in the rows. And then five lengths away from Zaki, $8.50 SP in the McKinnon. And we're getting $4 for it against a bunch of absolute battlers. 
And uh, yeah, I'm happy to eat my words, mate. But gee, that's a bet. That is, a, I don't know how it's four dollars. I wouldn't have bat an eyelid if it was a dollar seventy. To be honest, that think it over form. Uh, if it handles the track and likes the dry, mate, I think it should be braining them. Yeah, I agree, mate. And I think the big key there is obviously um, we're, we're sort of just hoping that the horse comes out of all this wet wet ground and wet training or whatever it's been through and, and then sort of relishes the good ground again. We hope that, um, you know, the horse hasn't missed any serious work in training or just hasn't liked it. But I think you're right, Hungry Heart's the best horse in the race. And at four bucks, we've got to have a little bit on. Race four is the two-year-old BRC Sires Produce. It's a group two race, 1,400 metres. Um, Waterhouse has the favourite at Resonator, $6. Political Debate, who is um, probably not going to get a start, but $7 there. Swiss Exile, 8 Twin Stars and Exo Lady at 12 Victory Moments, 17 A few nice horses there at large odds, mate. This is a super race, and uh, I don't need to say too much about the tempo. Obviously, don't want really wide draws here because they're all going to roll forward and go really quickly. And uh, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts in this race. Mate, I have to step back on this one. I dead set wrote the chances down, and I think I had 12. I just went, I don't even think I can pick one of these. All the way out to, I know it made hard work of it, but Ringmaster just getting there on the line, I still had that at a chance at 40s. This is an outrageously hard race. I wouldn't be talking you out of any of these picks in the, in the top 15 in the market here. So I'm happy to leave it, mate. I, I could probably back Swiss Exile with uh, head over heart after its last start win. Twin Stars is a good price. I won on that uh, the other weekend. So that was is going the right direction. But, gee, there's some chances. Resonator's hard to knock. I thought Ringmaster made hard work of it last start, but it's putting it together and it can win. Tyrese is a massive chance. Owen County's got the right form. Metallicity is $61. That's the kind of race this is. What did you land on, mate? I'm in a similar boat to you in the sense that I could talk up a lot of horses here and I, my favourite racing is two-year-olds racing. So this is this is obviously my favourite race of the day. Um, but there's so many angles I can look at and usually I try and look at it as a price perspective in these type of races because, you know, you don't want to be taking shorts. But I think that Resonator can run that run out a pretty strong 1,400. I think the price is right there at 6 bucks. His two wins over 1,200 metres were both on heavy going. Um, the sectionals late in his second start at Gosford certainly suggests he can get the 1,400. He was really strong the last 200. Uh, from 12, he probably just needs to find a position and uh, not over-race. He's probably going to lead him up, to be honest. But, um, you know, the fact that he's only had two runs on a, on a heavy going this, this time around, both on 1,200, won them, won them both, and then gets onto a firm deck here. Who's to say he's not going to improve back onto a firm deck and really run out a strong race. I know he's a big type, which is, it suits two-year-old 1,400-meter races. Swiss Exile, obviously, uh, won us a bit of quid last start. You know, um, we obviously tipped it at 20 bucks on the podcast and got the win. He led them up that day on a pretty uh, pretty wet day that was and uh, certainly sustained a pretty strong run over the 1,200 meters. Third up uh, from the draw, Sammy probably just needs to find a back. If he parades well and he happily finds cover, I think he'll give it a big shake. And uh, another horse that I've got time for is this Victory Moments. Reason being, I, um, I, I was a big fan of it in its first couple of trials and sort of didn't see a great deal from it the first preparation. But this time around, come out, comes out and wins a trial and then has two massive wins in, in no doubt weaker grade than this. But wouldn't shock me if Victory Moments could run a big race, mate. But 
I think I'll have a little speck on Resonator and Swiss Exile, and I think the market's a little bit right near to that with this race. Absolutely, mate. And, yeah, they're two both very hard to beat. Even Victory Moments, I think I had it as my lay of the day, and I was just eating humble pie. It was a very impressive last start, so that wouldn't shock one bit at all, mate. It's flying. And it'll be, it will be interesting to see if political debate gets a start. Obviously, I think a lot of us had, had the horse written down to keep an eye on for this race in the Atkins, but unfortunately it just doesn't quite fit into the field at this stage. But you never know with scratchings. And the other thing I wanted to know was Swiss Exile. I would have loved to have seen the horse in person to be able to tip it up here at 1,400 because I've seen footage of the horse and I believe he's a really big, strong type, but footage and seeing the horse in person is a completely different thing. And I know that Resonator's got that on his side, so... Tough race, mate, and I think I'll uh, stick with Swiss Exile there just on what he did last start for us, but we'll move into a, the, a bigger race here now, which is the Doom and Cup over 2,100 metres. Uh, group one, not too hard to see Zaki there at the shorts, $1.40. Polly Gray is $8.50. Uh, we've got Huerta at 13 and $2.50. Kukaracha and Coventina Bay, and then um, getting out of some large odds of rest, mate. Obviously, Zaki's very short, but probably more suited this week around with uh, less rain. What's your thoughts there? Definitely very hard to beat in this. I can't entertain the dollar 40. The other week when we got a dollar 90 or $2, I, I definitely could. I think you win. I think you win. I don't think it'll be comfortably, but if it was wetter, I was keen to entertain the exotics, Hauteur and Polly Gray with the placings, but the track's dried, mate. I'm happy to leave the race. I can't entertain a dollar forty, but I, I can't tip against him. I think he'll win. What about yourself? Yeah, I think Zaki wins, no doubt about it. Um, he's a winner, and he's also, you know, I think there was a little bit of a query last weekend with the track, but you know, the, the horse gets conditions to suit this time around, and and I think that I was keen to play Hawedo last week, as you were for a place. I think he's another one that's really well suited by the improving track, so. I'd probably rather play Huerta at $2.50, and I'd play that with a little bit of confidence too. I've got a massive opinion of this horse, and from the draw, it does no work. And he's he's that European sort of stayer that has a turn of foot about him. So I'm uh, keen to play Huerta all the place there, no doubt about that. But um, similar boat to you, mate. Zaki's too short, but probably will be winning. Race six is the Fred Best Classic over 1,400 metres. It's a group three. Uh, the favourite is Prince of Boom at $3.60. Startantes, $5.50. Alpine Edge, Flying Crazy, Kiss Sum and Ranch Hand are all around that $10.11 price. Battleton, $15. Minx Moment, $18. I Am Lethal, $21. And there's some nice horses below that as well. Once again, plenty of pace. El Vencedor and Prince of Boom will lead them up. you got RNT there, Volana, the like push forward. Lock Eagles in all sorts from the car park in 20. Probably pushes forward as well. Fast run race, mate. Who do you like? How sort of state not go past Prince of Boom last start? I, I could have sworn on that slow motion replay. It was first before and after the line. It was unbelievable, mate. It was on a day where I couldn't win a photo. And I had that one and I just had to laugh and went, oh, boy. That being said, Prince of Boom done much wrong, has it? At four right time. Star Tontes, forget that ever went around. It was a woeful ride, just had no luck. It was in a shocker spot. So that'll be a big improver. Jamie Carr aboard. For me, mate, if ever in doubt, I go with the Sydney form, especially in Queensland. And Kiss Sum's the one. 
back on a dry track I like where it's it's uh, race better on dry tracks. It's three from five on good tracks, but that placing point oh, two off Kinlock is the right form for me, mate. Kinlock's airborne. This maps nicely. Nash on board, $11 in a very open race. I think that's the right way to go for mine. A lot of these are drawn awfully, so I was happy to go with the Sydney form. Cairns mixing it, isn't it? I mean, it's best can absolutely take this out. Minsk moments going well. I am lethal. If it finds its best, it'll be hard to beat. There's so many avenues in this race that you can take. For me, mate, at the 11s, kiss some. Jeez, if Mokalua wins this at 91s, my laptop will be broke. So kiss some for me, mate. What did you land on? Yeah, it's such a great race, and uh, I'm going with value here as well. I think it's a, one of them races we can play a bit, and I like two at really good odds. Uh, well, I don't mind the look of uh, Minks moment. Uh, obviously, Jimmy Byrne goes aboard, jumps from barrier four. The horse is an absolute winner. Uh, he had a good win too back on a firm deck, and I think that'll suit this weekend again, especially soft five will be perfect. His SP profile against some nice horses is really good, uh, which is a sign that he's you know well-respected horse in, in uh Many, many uh, situations. He does absolutely no work. He'll find cover and he should have plenty of fuel at the end of the race. I think he's ready to win again. And I'm keen to take based on the risk of taking the wide horses. I think there's some quality horse in the race from a wide wide draw. And I think that, you know, the advantage is here with uh, Minx Moment from four. Just does no work and gets his chance. The other one I like at a ridiculous price. And I've just noticed has been absolutely hammered in the market today. I am lethal. $35 the horse was yesterday or last night when I was typing up my selections. Uh, he's another proper horse that just needs a firm deck. And uh, we've sort of been floating around watching him go around these wet tracks trialing and whatnot and thinking, what's he going to do? Came out and went in that four-horse field by Marzo and did nothing. Does not go on a wet track, but he's had two trials leading into this, get a bit of fitness up. Uh, he's obviously been nominating and avoiding some high-class Sydney races. Fitness is there. Um, Two-time winner over the 1,400. And he can race taking a seat. So from barrier 18, he'll just sit quiet. There's plenty of pace on here. He'll be absolutely flying home, and you can still get 21 and 5 about him. So I'm going to have a play on both of them, mate. I'm probably going to have four bets in the race, which is Minx moment, uh, win and place, and I am lethal, win and place, and I'm confident I can get a, re get a result there. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on those because when I went through chances before, I think I mentioned five, and they were two I had in there. So very weary of I'm Lethal was trying like an absolute steam water. And uh, it will be looking for a good deck. And Minsk moments always hovering around big odds. So I do like both of them, mate. I think they're really good shouts at odds. He's a really good horse, this I'm Lethal. And, uh, you know, he just probably needs um, dry ground. And uh, all that money going on today, is that just Johnny O'Shea opening the opening the wallet, getting all the moths out, putting a large chunk of money on because he's he's seen that there's no rain up there today. That's what it is. Everyone's seen that there's dry ground for I Am Lethal. So that'll be an interesting one. <laughs> but uh, race seven is the Tab BRC Sprint over 1,300 metres. It's a group three. Favourite is Taxu, $6. Um, Soxagon, six fifty. dollars Oscar Zulu is there at 8 and 280 Buffalo River, 9. Tycoonist, 11. Holyfield and Blondo, 12, 14, and, and pretty large odds the rest. I'm um, interested to hear your thoughts again here, mate. We talked about this race last weekend, but the barrier draw has changed and certainly the track condition. So keen to see who you like here. I'm not sure what they're doing with skins with no docky, but you forget that run where it had heat stress and 
they were thinking it was a massive Stradbroke chance. So a 54 kilos from barrier five, I think it's completely forgotten in the market. You go back to when it last won, which was the 24th of April last year, and I was watching that race just going, geez, this thing has a huge ceiling. Yes, a long time off, a lot of question marks, not the ideal prep, but Van Dyke, he's an absolute freak. So I'm really weary of skins if it starts. I'll be watching the market. And, yeah, mate, I've taken the early price about Zulu. I took 15s. It's into eights. It just has the right form. Didn't have any luck last start. And I just think it's a bit more reliable than a few of these. You know, you've got Alligator Blood in this race, Nick Nova Passage. There's a couple of has-beens. So I just think that that's the right kind of form, still progressive. So they're the two for me, mate. But uh, there are a few chances in this. Taxu, Soxagon, there's, there's hopes. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, mate. What did you land on? Yeah, well, last weekend I tipped Oscar Zula on the podcast and then I was keeping my eye on the weather forecast and uh, I actually changed my mind there Friday afternoon because uh, I was seeing this Kiwi-rated Gisboden, you know, heavy, absolute mudlark of this thing. And I thought from barrier one, the horse is going to get every chance. But now you spin the, uh, spin, the, spin, the, spin the wheel around and you get to the next weekend, barrier 14 and a, probably a soft five or a firm track. So I'm going straight back to Oscar Zulu. And I uh, really like his chances here from Barrier 1. Obviously, had a really good effort there first up in the takeover target at Gosford with no luck in running, held up at a vital stage. Freshened up again for this. I think the track conditions suit. I'm hoping that the inside lanes are on, which I think they will be Eagle Farm. I don't think there'll be too much to worry about there. He'll find uh, cover, and I think that he's over the odds still, even though, once again, there's been a lot of money today for him. He's the one that's over the odds. And the other thing I, I was surprised about was and I know I should know this, but I just I just thought Oscar Zulu has been winning races, has been around for such a long time. Thought he might be that five or six-year-old, you know. He's, he's only a four-year-old gelding still. He's got progressive type written all over him, this mm. fella. So this could be the make-or-break preparation that he comes out and wins some big races. And I really do think that he's probably the best horse in this race. So I'm keen to play at the each-way price. And uh, other runners I could uh, get interested in is obviously Tycoonist and uh, Gus Bowden, but... I think this race is actually Oscar Zulu's to win and they're giving us money to play with. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we stick with Zulu there, mate. Sounds good to me. Race eight. This is a staying race, 2,400 metres. It's a group one. The Moe and Shandon Queensland Derby, three-year-old set weights. Uh, the current favourite is Dark Destroyer, 440. Paternal, $6. Pinarello at eight. Uh, you got Kabosh, $10. Ting Tong's a nice type there at 15 Getting out of large odds, but I'm pretty confident we've talked about the winners already. I've just noticed one of your favourites is in the market there at 81 and 19, mate. I'm, I'm keen to hear if you're going to mention much about that, but plenty of pace in this race as well. Very interesting uh, derby this. Let us know who's winning, mate. Yeah, mate, I actually am sticking with Velvet Lady. I thought it was the best place horse of all time, last run with 54 kilos in a in a sunny coast class three, over race for the whole 2000. Cole Wilson Taylor, I'm a massive fan of. Geez, it was a late ride. I was just waiting for him to get on the bike, and uh, he lost by a length. He was backed off the map, and I thought a the steer was really poor. B just a just a really small field didn't suit. It was ripping its head off, and C it was on the on the synthetic. So. I'm totally petting that run. Barrier two, Timmy Clark. I have a massive opinion of this horse, mate. You go back to its runs, far the heavy one. It was absolutely flying. 
And that 3.3 length win in that, I know BM58 was just, visually I watched it and I went, that is a very, very good horse. So I was happy to spec it at the hundreds, mate. And I do think that can be in the finish with a bit of luck. Pinarello is another, if it had drawn a gate, I'd, I'd be able to entertain. But other than that, mate, it's very, very wide open. So I was happy to spec the Velvet Lady. And if it doesn't win this one and it's out of its depth, I do think it's got a lot of races ahead. You just need to watch its replays and its turn of foot is unbelievable. It's It's been placed in some really hard races since. And yeah, it, it maybe only carried away. And I do think this is a really smart type, a really smart filly. So happy to be with it, mate. What did you land on? It's an interesting point you made there about Velvet Lady, mate. I couldn't talk you out of it with the old, uh, you know, you look through the horse's form and, and obviously when you get a three-year-old filly getting out of 2,400, it's an interesting um, start of the career. But the fails have been on wet ground. So back onto the Eagle Farm track, I think you, you, you're at least getting good odds to play, play the horse. So good stuff there and hopefully runs a big race for you. Uh, I think the, the two that I'm, I'm sort of keen on pinning my hopes on is Dark Destroyer and Paternal. I think they come out of the rough habit play. Um, obviously, though, I think that whichever one of these horses improves on that run the most will win this race, in my opinion. Uh, both sort of came from the rear of the field. Yeah. Duck Destroyer took off early and had to lap the field and was very good through the line, whereas Paternal took the shortcut and used its energy late and um, really chased hard. And I think that they're both jumping from one and three. They get the ideal run again. Uh, they might have to do it a little bit harder this time around with a bigger field. But, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to stick with those two and just hope that I can find the right one on the day that um, improves. And at this stage, I'll probably be sticking with Dark Destroyer, but um, I'll certainly have another look at the race and, and the sectional data out of that before I come up with the final selection. But uh, I wasn't too keen to think about any of the other runs. I know Ting Tong's got a bit of ability, but yep. I just think that the race is probably coming up a little bit quick for a couple of other ones, whereas I think the ones that scream early types is is the two favourites. So keen to stick with those two, mate, um, and, and hopefully one of them wins the race for me. Righto, listeners, it's time for the first edition of the Punter of the Week on the Triple J Racing Podcast. Joined here by Matthew Wright from Wollongong. How you going there, mate? Yeah, man, I'm going pretty well. Keen to get to Saturday and watch a few races. Yeah, really looking forward to the races on the weekend, mate. Cracking card there at Eagle Farm and a few other venues. Um, looking forward to hearing your thoughts too. We may as well get right into it. Who's your value bet for the weekend? So my value bet is Smart Meteor in race two at Eagle Farm. Just last start, showed massive improvement after a bit of a run where he was just a bit plain, didn't want to go anywhere, was just feeling stuck in the mud. A bit of the rain's come through. He was absolutely flying last start after a gun ride from a jockey we both love in Brocky Ryan. He gets no weight increase, but he also gets put up in distance. And the fact that Eagle Farm's come in at a soft track He's had 12 starts on a soft track for nine placings. The Eagle Farm is a track which he loves. Like many you both know that that's a horses for courses track. Some horses resent it. Some horses love it. It's just one of those tracks. But I think he's going to run a pretty decent race this week. Similar field as last start. so And he's out at massive odds at $23 and $6.50 for a place. So... It's a good little one by three if anyone 
loves uh, does their betting that way. Awesome start there, mate. 23 and 650. And it's a very good point there you made about the truck. Certainly is a correct, correct point of view there, especially with Eagle Farm. So smart meteor there. Matt's value bet for the weekend, guys. Uh, Eagle Farm race two. And uh, now we'll get straight into the big dance, mate. Best bet for the weekend. You can obviously go anywhere you like. So I'm looking forward to hearing this and hopefully uh, plenty of punters follow on board with you. So my best bet actually comes in total opposite of the country down base three in Caulfield, hop on Harry. Second to Elation last start in the Adelaide Giddies. It's probably the only form one you want to be on for this race. The same similar grade horses are in it. He drops three kilos after that second and he's just drawn the perfect barrier in barrier four. He's good, he's quick out of the barrier. He knows how to just jump and find a lovely spot. So I reckon he'll just be one out, one back and he'll be the strongest horse late. And at five fifty for the win and two dollars ten the place, that's just asking for a decent play on it. Geordie Charles is definitely a jockey. I'm happy to get around, mate. So uh, love that five dollar fifty best bet there. Hop on, Harry. Uh, before I let you go, mate, um, have you got a favourite horse you, you like over your career? Uh, the horse that I've actually loved on at the moment, the old big flow meter down in South Australia. I think this horse that will set a record for the most starts for a career in Australian horse racing. He's had 195 starts. He's going for 196. He's been running super consistently lately. And I'm just forgiven the last run he had. That was just a horrible, horrible watch. But he's $11 to place. And I think the owners are just trying to get the old boy to 200 starts and then they'll give him the paddock. But yeah. Our flow meter, the big boy. I think I know what went, went amiss there last start, mate. He just didn't turn out of the track. He rocked up to get his pension, the old fella. 12 years of age and uh, 194 career starts is an incredible achievement. And uh, very good point you made there about the old flow meter. Thanks for joining me today, mate. Hope you have a great weekend. And um, hopefully the punters follow in on those uh, value and best bet of yours. Yeah, mate. Have a good, good luck on your tips too, mate. I'll be following them, that's for sure. Thanks, mate. If you're keen to be on the show next week, guys, as our partner of the week, just shoot me an email through triplejracing123 at gmail.com or uh, just shoot through a message on socials and we'll get you on board. Uh, but getting back into the serious side of things now, race nine, we've got the uh, Tab Kingsford Smith, which is a 1,300-metre race, group one. I'll just have to load the market back up here because I'm, uh, I've gone out of there. Current favourites uh, on Trivia and Pulele at $4.60. Um, drop straight down then to Isotope at $13, $11.11 and Apache Chase, $15. September run 16, Ellsberg 17. What a race we got here, mate. Private Eye 23, Ranchan 26. Plenty of pace in the race with Apache Chase, Ellsberg, Almedo going forward and Rothfire as well. Let us all know who's winning this one. Pass for me, mate. It's a pass for me. What did you land on? You can't pass a race like this up, mate. Come on, give the boy something. I uh, I liked Paoli for me. I think I think, <laughs> I think there's two bets in the race. I think Paoli is racing very consistently and comes here off a super second to Marzu in the Doombin 10,000. Wasn't his favourite ground. Uh, last time this horse raced off heavy going, 
was when he won the Eskimo Prince Group 3. In the four starts since that day, he's been beaten by Mazu twice and the Shelby 66 roller coaster when it was in order. It's obviously out of order now because it's been in use for too long. But anyway, I think Polarity sets up well for this race. J-Mac aboard, and we've got a horse of great quality from a good draw with massive pressure around. The other one, Private Eye, 23 and 650. Brenton Abdullah is three from three when riding Private Eye, which is mm. we go back a long way to get that. The tempo is ideal in the race, go back from 16. He'll be the one absolutely launching late. And I think that he was actually building up to something special in the Doncaster, but he pulled up lame there. Had a really solid freshen up. Two good trials, residual fitness on board. Private Eye is fresh and ready to go here. I've got to have something on both of them horses. Yeah, Private Eye is one of my faves, mate. He's, I've been with him for most, if not all, wins. So that would be the one I'd spec. But Paul Ailey as well is just all class. But, yeah, mate, for me, I, I feel like I'd back something in the race and regret not taking another one. There's too many I like in it. Uh, I'll go Private Eye small each way. Yeah, I completely understand. And I think the thing with Private Eye is it's one of the, it's one of these ones where you look at a horse like Private Eye, we're always keen on it. We're keen on it in the Doncast, you know, and then little mishap goes wrong, goes off the scene for a little bit, hasn't been racing, you know, had a little bit of a month freshen up. But in terms of quality, Private Eye would be one of the best horses in this race. The barrier draw doesn't matter because he'll go back, he'll smoke the pipe, the track will play fine. And they're giving us six dollars fifty to run a drum. It's absolutely unreal. So I'm keen on privatized chances as well. And I think we have to have something on. Race 10, finish the day off there at Eagle Farm. It's a listed race. Uh, it's the Coughlin Stakes over 1,200 meters. Written Beauty and Najmati there at $5.50, the favorites. Tahiti and Dancer, $9. Got one Diva and Volpine, 12 with April Rain. Babylon Berlin. Uh, 14 bucks, 30 thoughts, 18. And then uh, once again, out the large odds with some quality horses there. Such a great day's racing. And we finish off with a super fast run race. I think every horse will get their chance in this one. And uh, I'm interested to hear if you went value or you like one of the favourites. I have to be with Majestic Shot, mate, at $51 as outrageous odds. Forget last start. Back to the 1,200. Form around Blondo, Bella Nipotina, Kinlock. Sydney form holds up in Queensland. It is, if I've one message to punters in terms of tracks, it is that Sydney form holds up in Queensland more often than not and Victoria. Go have a look at the past few weeks and the winners. There was one week, two or three back, where six or seven Sydney Raiders just won and just kept winning and winning and winning. So it's always the form. They place them, the wall of horses and the other stables, they place them for the win, and it's just the stronger form. So I'm keen, mate, $50 majestic shot, and I know I potted April Rain. Now we're getting $12, and that's starting to get out to the right price for April Rain, who I know is very hard to catch, but the last run was excellent, and I think on a one-by-three with J-Mac aboard, who's never missed a Quinella, I was potting it at fours or fives. Now we get 12s. I'm happy to play April Rain at 12s and Majestic shot at 51s to finish the day. What about you, mate? You make a good point there, mate, about April Rain and also Majestic shot, who I backed last start as well. Uh, backed it a few times, but I've got uh, Ridden Beauty on top at the moment. I do think the price is a little bit short, but she's a little speedster that can really pick herself up off the canvas, unleash a nice turn of foot late in races if everything goes right. She's no doubt one of them mares that needs everything to go right. If she's a bit moody on the day, things go wrong and 
I think that's a massive risk there with 21, barrier 21. But I do think that I do think on her day she's the best horse in this race. 550, I'll take nothing shorter than that. Yeah. Um, but I like um, Pikey going aboard. And I think, it, as, as you said before, it's all about ratings. And I think that on the on the right day, Ridden Beauty is the best horse here. And, uh, you know, speaking of a couple of other runners, April Rain, as you said, I think that I was a little bit concerned with uh, her first up run, you know, coming off a little bit of an operation. And I thought, well, maybe something's going amiss there. Wasn't keen to back it. But then last start, she really improved on a track that doesn't suit her at all, heavy truck. So getting back onto a firm deck, April Rain might be just massive odds here. And I'm certainly going to, have another look at that because Jay may go on a board as well. I think that April Rain each way and uh, Written Beauty for me, but I certainly got to look twice in this race, and it's I think it's another really tough one to finish today. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. This is one of my favourite parts of the show, mate. Um, asking you if you've got any bets from around the grounds, and I'm um, hoping you do. But I'll uh, I'll let you go into it now. I've only got two, both at Sydney, but um. Yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Well, mate, going to gas myself up. Six wins in a row at the moment, so I've got to blow the trumpet and say let's keep it rolling. Um, five of those six have been over $5, so it's been a heck of a couple of days. And confident that Authentic Jewel Caulfield Race for $8 is an outrageous price. Going back to what we were saying before, ratings aren't everything in racing. Yes. Sticky draw, but if you look at ratings, nothing in the field in their past five runs has run up to what Authentic Jewel has run in its past four runs. So it pulled up lane last start. You go back its past four runs and it's better than what anything has ever done in this field. So that's to say that if it brings any of its previous runs before it was lame, it wins. And that's it's not as simple as that, but... This is just a horse that is so well-placed in this race because the strength of the form of the others just doesn't have it. I saw the $8. I went, you're joking. Uh, so even luck from the draw, mate, I'm extremely bullish that goes close. It had issues last start, and that just seems why we're getting a price. I wouldn't be surprised to see it in three or fours and just bolt these. And, yes, something could find a peak, but, yeah, on ratings, mate, I had that clear, clear, clear cut. Nothing is run to what it's run. And I'm happy to stick with that, mate. That's the best bet of the weekend for me. I think that's outstanding placement. Race number six, Caulfield Ocular, is an interesting one. He ran at the bull and it was just an absolute slop. But forget that run. His past two second up runs, he was a length win in a BM78 and he just missed in a BM90 by a head. He's in a BM78 here. So this race is well, well within reach. I think Ocular at $35 is a massive player. And pending how the track's playing, he's a hot shot and Latino blend, not much between them. Uh, two big bets at double figures. So I think that's a good race to be mate. Race six, Caulfield. Ocular's really nicely player. And just a couple at Randwick for me, mate. Race one, Taylor B. Swift. Racing so well. I've been with her both starts. She jumps on the bunny and she just... And I concede last start, she had no pressure when she was up front, but there's not a lot of pace in this race. I'm just thinking straight to the front, find the rail early on in the day, $17 for her, and she just keeps winning. So I think she's sneaking around at a really good price in this race. There are a few good chances. Optimo's racing well. Zadig, there's, it's a stacked race, but 17's for Taylor. 
Race five, Arabellini. I just think her go is, or his go is find the front and just run him into the ground and didn't do that last start. Ellen Hennessy back aboard. She just knows the horse so well. It's a better price than Shameless Miss and it meets Shameless Miss better at the weights and better easily last time. So I think that's the wrong price at 5.50s in Ramwick race five. Arabellini jump, run and lead. It'll be very hard to run down. And the other one I wanted to touch on, mate, race four, Ramwick Calgary Queen. Having a look at its ratings as well, it peaked both times that it led and it went poorly when it took a sit. So I'm really hoping the stable have a look at what happened and just went right, you know, when it leads, it's an absolute start. It's running 50, 55 ratings. When it takes a sit, it's running around that 40, 45 mark. From the perfect draw, mate, I'm expecting Calgary to lead. It's got the form, it's got the ratings on the field, and we're getting $4. So they're the ones for me, mate. Race four, Caulfield Authentic Jewel is an absolute bottler of a bet at eights. And then you've got race six, killer at 35s. And then over to Ramwick, race one, Taylor B. Swift at 17s. Race four, Calgary Queen at fours. And race five, Arabellini at 550. They're five for me, mate. I'm keen to hear what you've got for me. I like it, mate. I'm just wondering, though, is that authentic jewel? Is that horse related to elusive jewel? You just have to go double-check through the bloodlines there, mate. Make sure there's no Tom Melbourne about it. I should. <laughs> uh, I'm only joking, mate. Um, I took you. I was run second. Absolute odds for it to run second. So happy to take that one by three every day of the week. That's it. Uh, the two runners I'm keen on, mate, from around the grounds, both at Sydney as well, Ramwick. Uh, for those wondering as well, Ramwick's currently rated a heavy 10, but we had great weather today and hopefully don't get too much in the coming days, but we'll be on a heavy track, no doubt about it. Race three, uh, and we dance. Short, but short but sweet. I think, yeah, we dance. going to be really hard to beat. Uh, she's just ready to win second up, gets out of the 1,400 metres, covers no ground from the inside, and I think that just this just looks the right race. This just looks ideal for it. No short of $2.50 I'm keen on, but I'm happy to play the, that price and uh, think she's really hard to beat. And then another one that I'm keen on is the uh, last race of the day, never second, on a one-by-three basis, 16 and 420. I was really keen on her first up there at Gosford, yes. and I absolutely hated what I saw because I just I want to see fast horses let go. And uh, Ellen Hennessy that day, you know, spent half the race restraining the horse, and she wanted to go, and... Jockey wanted to hold her up, and she just hated what she did, and she still ran okay. But I think Tommy Sherry jumps on here, second up. Um, the horse will be in a little bit of a better mood here, second up, and I think that he won't, he won't, he won't bother with that type of thing around the eleven hundred meters. She wants to go, you let her go, um, and I think from the draw, sits in the midfield there somewhere and sort of gets a chance late, and she does handle heavy going. So sixteen and four forty around uh, never second. I think we'll see a much improved performance if the jockey just lets the horse go. And that's what really um, suited Kerr Royale there on Saturday at Flemington. So we might get the same result here. Disappointing one week and really good the next at a really good price. Uh, moving on from that, mate, give us your best and value bet for the weekend. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned every second, mate. I've got that in my tips as well. I think it's a massive improver out to the 1100. Best bet for the weekend, mate, Caulfield Race 4, Authentic Jewel. I've got it marked $2, so... I'm not getting ahead of myself with the draw, but I would be happy with even money. I think it is extremely hard to beat if it finds its form over its past four runs. I think that is four times price it should be. And I've got to go with the value, mate. I just think 
Taylor B. Swift at Randwick Race 1. I know it's a it's a highway. These races, anything can win, but you've got to get a sight for your money. Slight query, the past 100, but if they let her go out in front and she bowls along at her own way, I don't reckon they can run her down. You get $17 to kick off the day. I think that's a nice price. Some query at the trip, but happy to take those odds, mate. What about you? Awesome. I'm keen on uh, Amway Dance there at Randwick, race three. $2.50, best for the weekend for me. Just looks the right race. Um, and in terms of, you know, the horse and the placement, I think that, yeah, Emily Dancers is in the right race. And value bet, Minx moment there, Eagle Farm, race six. Uh, we're getting 18 and five. As I mentioned, I think there's a key couple of runners there that are, you know, in the market, but they're drawn really, really wide in a race that's going to um, be run at a good tempo. There's every opportunity a few of them get caught, but Jimmy Burnaboard, Minx moment, will sit there in barrier four, Plenty of cover, and I really like the last start um, effort with Ranch Hand around. So pretty keen on the uh, Minx moment. But um, anyway, mate, it's a fantastic day of racing up there at Eagle Farm, and hopefully uh, hopefully all goes well, and we find plenty of winners. We've sent out plenty of value. So thanks for joining me again, mate. Hope you have a great weekend, and uh, same to all the listeners. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, mate. And if Authentic Jewel doesn't win or go close in race four Caulfield, I'll have a humble pie cooking in the oven. So... Good luck, everyone, and hope you find plenty of winners. You've been on fire fish, so keep following the fishermen in and let's send them home. Same to you, mate. Plenty of winners on Back of Winter Oz. And uh, one last thing, I've eaten plenty of humble pie in my day. It tastes good. It's all good. We can can enjoy a few of those as well. (laughs) Have a great weekend, mate. Talk soon.